Welcome. Inside, I am your host, Tina Kampala, welcoming you one more time to the hillside of life. Karibu sana to the Christian podcast. Our slogan, the spirit says, come remains our motto and our ever sure goal. I want to wish each and every one of you a happy new year 2024. I do pray that in this new year, the Lord will bless you. The Lord will prosper you. The Lord will preserve your life. The Lord will pour his goodness and his favor upon you and upon your loved ones in Jesus' name. As is my custom, I will ask you to step up here on the hillside of life. Yes, where the view is breathtaking and the air is fresh. This is our first episode in our season number four. And today in this podcast, we will be sharing on the topic Lessons from the Prayer of a Broken Woman, focusing on Hannah from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 1. And so let's take off as usual, as is our custom. We start off with the key verse from the book of Proverbs, chapter number 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Amen. I love that. So prayer is, as I always say, the opening up of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it is necessary in order to make known to God that we are, but in order to enable us to receive him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to him. Today we will see how it is in our most broken place that we can pray the most heartfelt and sincere prayers. And one of the most intimate and authentic prayers is given by a woman in the Bible by the name of Hannah in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 1 and verse number 11. I was able to harness nine lessons from the story of this very a powerful prayer. Nine lessons from Hannah's prayer. So let's go. My lesson number one was when despondency sets in, your spirit begins to groan. When despondency sets in, your spirit begins to groan. In the book of 1 Samuel 1 verse 2, it ends by saying, Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Now, from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 1, we are introduced to the family of Hannah. We are introduced to her husband, Elkanah, to her co-wife, whose name is Penina. Verse 2 says that he, that is Elkanah, had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other, Penina. Penina had children. But Hannah had no children. The lack of any child for any woman in a marriage relationship is difficult enough. But when you have a co-wife who seems to produce children every year and you don't have any children, it's even worse. So it was that each year Hannah waited like any married woman would 
for a child, but none was forthcoming. Unfortunately, this was not so for her co-wife. Each year she had a bundle of joy. Each year, as Hannah watched what seemed to be a blessing to her co-wife, she began to regard herself of less value than Penina. Now unknown to her, this is when her spirit began to be stirred as she yearned for a hearing before the throne of he who alone is just. Job 23 verse 2 to 4 says, Even today my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him. If only I could go to his dwelling. I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. Lesson number one was when despondency sets in, your spirit begins to groan like that of Hannah. Son number two, your prayer changes when you ask the Lord, what do you want to do in my life instead of asking, why me? Twice, the book of 1 Samuel 1 states, the Lord had closed her womb both in verse 5 and verse 6 of chapter number 1. It says, But to Hannah he would give a double portion, and that's Elkanah, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Verse 6, And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. It's apparent that both Hannah's husband, Elkanah, and her co-wife Penina understood that it was the Lord who had closed her womb. Knowing that her womb was closed by the Lord, Hannah could have asked the Lord, Why me? Like many of us often do in similar circumstances. Interestingly, she did not dwell on the why me, but rather began to look for what the Lord wanted to do in her life by delaying her childbearing. You know, when we look at her actual prayer in the book of 1 Samuel 1 verse 11, which we will be looking at later, she makes a vow. Hannah had got the reason why God had closed her womb. That was lesson number two. Your prayer changes when you ask God, what do you want to do in my life instead of why me? Lesson number three. Provocation is the fuel that lights up the prayer altar. In the book of 1 Samuel 1 verse 6, it says, And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable, because the Lord had closed her womb. The enemy knows where it hurts the most, that place of your greatest pain. That is the place you are most vulnerable. Hannah's co-wife knew where she could get hurt the deepest. Not once or twice did she provoke her, but several times. Little did Hannah know that the words that pierced her soul were the best fuel to light up her prayer altar. Always take that which hurts you deepest and use it as fuel for your prayer altar. It will change your prayers. That was lesson number three. Provocation is the fuel that lights up the prayer altar. Lesson number four, let your weeping lead you to your prayer altar. When we look at the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number one, 
and we go to verse number seven. It says, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she, that is Penina, provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Hannah wept until she couldn't eat. When your soul is in anguish, you will weep. Tears will run down your cheeks like a flowing river. Hannah lost herself to her pain. She stopped eating. No one could console her, not even her husband who loved her. When he said to her in the book of 1 Samuel 1 verse 8, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Her appetite for food and those around her was lost. She desired a child more than anything else. Her husband did not understand her pain. She wanted a child of her own. She wanted to be called a mother. She longed to hold her child at her breast and feel the warmth and joy of motherhood. This desire led her to seek the prayer altar. She knew only God could give her what she needed. So indeed I pray that as you weep from your pain, as you weep in anguish from your heart, from your loss, from all the terrible things you have either gone through or have been exposed to, remember, let your weeping lead you to your prayer altar. Lesson number five, pour your heart at the prayer altar. When we read the book of 1 Samuel 1 verse 9, interestingly, you see it says, So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Anna arose. You know, you see, she seemed to be making a decision. She seemed to have reached a conclusion to what she needed to get done. The Bible says Hannah arose. She made up her mind to pray in the tabernacle of the Lord. In bitterness of the soul, she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish of the soul. That is said in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 1, again in verse number 10. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Let me paint this picture for those who have never been there. Hannah was not herself. The only thing that was visible to her was her invisible God. She didn't even notice Eli seated by the doorpost of the tabernacle. Her broken heart was too much for her to bear. The minute she entered, everything she had been holding back poured out. Her frustration over the years, her shame, her bitterness, her desperation. These all came pouring in. It was like someone opened the door to an overflowing dam and the water rushed out. She did not care who was watching. She did not bother with how she looked or what she said. It all came pouring out. The prayer altar needs to be the place where you unlock all the doors you dare not open in public. In your prayer altar, you can cry. 
you can wail, you can scream, you can shout. In your prayer altar, you can be yourself. You can open up your pain from deep within you and pour it out to the altar before the invisible God. Remember, he already knows what you're going through. You don't need to hold back anything. Hannah cried in anguish of spirit. Lesson number five, pour your heart at the prayer altar. Lesson number six, let your prayer request be a partnership with God. And this was just so revealing. No one ever saw this, sees this coming. All the while as Hannah came and went from Shiloh year after year, she noticed a need in the temple. In the midst of her pain, in the midst of her anguish, in the midst of her deep lack, in the midst of the laughter of her co-wife and the provocation around her, Hannah saw what everybody else could not see. There was a problem in the temple. Eli's sons, Hophni and Phineas, who were priests, were wicked, and they were leading God's people to sin. And every time they came to pray, Hannah watched the priests, watched their aging father, and she saw a gap in the temple of the Lord. And Hannah found, she found that partnership, that request that she would make before her God, before the Lord of hosts, that you would not deny her her prayer request. I want to read her vow in the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 1 and verse number 11. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then... I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. She saw the gap that the aged father was not able to hand over the priesthood to his evil children, and God's temple needed a worker. God's temple needed a priest. It was very specific. She asked the Lord, to give her a male child and she would give him back to the Lord, that he would serve the Lord in the temple all the days of his life. What a vow, an amazing request. It was not about her anymore. It was about God. Remember when we talked about the lesson Number two, your prayer changes when you ask the Lord, what do you want to do in my life instead of why me? Hannah had found why God had delayed her childbearing. The delay was to bring a very special child in her life for her hands to hold and teach and direct and place him back into the hands of the giver 
that he would serve God in the temple every single day and turn the hearts of the people back to God. God had her prayer. God could not hold back the petition of this humble, broken woman. She made a request in partnering with God that God could not refuse to give her that which she asked. God, give me this young man. Give me the male child and I will return him back to you. God was going to answer her prayer for she had made a request that he could not deny. Number six, let your prayer requests be a partnership with God. Hannah partnered with God, giving back her son to serve in his temple. Lesson number seven, pray until your prayer is answered. In the book of First Samuel, again, chapter number one, after she makes her vow in verse number 12, it says, And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I'm a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the Lord of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she, Hannah, said, let your maid servant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Hannah continued to pray until Eli, the priest who was watching, was drawn to her because of the way she prayed. He thought she was drunk due to the manner in which she prayed. I can leave it to you to imagine just how she prayed that made the priest think that she was drunk. And then when Eli had confirmed why she prayed as she did, he asked the Lord to grant her that which she asked. Hannah's demeanor changed. She was no longer sad and went and ate. See the faith of Hannah. She had not received a child. She had asked the Lord for, but she was certain he was on his way. Take a hold of faith and pray until the Lord answers your prayer. Lesson seven, pray until your prayer is answered. Lesson eight, always keep your vow. Always keep your vow. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter one again, and verse number 20. So it came to pass in the process of time, and Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. And when we look 
at verse number 27, it says, For this child I prayed for, and the Lord has granted me a petition which I have asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. The Lord will answer your prayers. The Lord will answer your sincere prayers. He will answer your prayers prayed in faith. When he does, always keep your vow. It must not have been easy for Hannah to keep her vow. She got the one thing she so deeply desired, a male child. But she did not hesitate to give him to the Lord as she promised. Always keep your vow. God blessed Hannah with many more children after she gave back Samuel to the Lord. Not only that Samuel lived to be one of the greatest prophets of his time, serving God sincerely with great humility. In the laps of Hannah as a little boy, he learned many things that he took with him into the temple. And each year she went to Shiloh and took him gifts. And even though it is not mentioned, she must have continued to remind him continuously of how the Lord had given him to her as a precious gift. Remember to give the Lord back what you have vowed and see him open up great treasures, not only for you, but for those around you. Lesson eight, always keep your vow. Lesson number nine, return to the Lord with thanksgiving. Return to the Lord with thanksgiving. It's an amazing thanksgiving prayer that Hannah gives in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you. Nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bowels of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumble are guarded with strength. Those who are full have hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have seized no hunger. Even the barren have born seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. A heart of gratitude carries the day for Hannah. She worships the God who took away her shame and gave her back her joy. Her thanksgiving, as read in the book of 1 Samuel 2, verse 1 to 10, is one of the most heartwarming praises from the lips of a, whom, a woman who is now whole. Give thanks to the Lord, 
in all circumstances. Praise him for who he is and for what he does in your life. Glorify God for he dwells in the praises of his children. Lift up your voice and say, thank you, Lord. That was lesson number nine. Return back to the Lord with thanksgiving. Finally, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 34 verse 18. Psalms 51 17 says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. When perplexities arise and difficulties confront you, look not for help to humanity. Trust all with God. The practice of telling our difficulties to others only makes us weak and brings no strength to them. It lays upon them the burden of our spiritual infirmities, which they cannot relieve. We seek the strength of erring, finite men when we might have the strength of the unerring, infinite God. One more time, the nine lessons from the prayer of a broken woman, and that is Hannah. Lesson number one, when despondency sets in, your spirit begins to groan. Lesson number two, your prayer changes when you ask the Lord, what do you want to do in my life instead of why me? Lesson number three, provocation is the fuel that lights up the prayer altar. Lesson number four, let your weeping lead you to your prayer altar. Lesson number five, pour your heart at the prayer altar. Lesson number six, let your prayer request be a partnership with God. Lesson number seven, pray until your prayer is answered. Lesson number eight, always keep your vow. And finally, lesson number nine, return back to the Lord with thanksgiving. Thank you and God bless you.